<clears throat> Sorry, I got carried away. Episode 128, folks. Welcome to the FLA Exposure Podcast. We have a doozy on for tonight, folks. Two athletes that are going to be competing on our com upcoming submission Kumite event this Saturday. Of course, only available live on pay-per-view, fightleagueatlantic.com. Remember, every single pre-order that goes in before October 23rd goes in for a beautiful FLA swag pack, which has uh, a T-shirt. Uh, FLA t-shirt, an FLA pair of fight shorts, as well as gloves and uh, some other products from lots of our sponsors. So get in there, purchase that pay-per-view ahead of time, and uh, yeah, support your local athletes. I cannot get over every single time I do this podcast, I think I get a new wrinkle on my face. I don't know if I need to like have to get makeup or what, but it's starting to get to me since I turned 40. Anyway, folks, let's get into this podcast. Uh, again, really honored to have two of these great athletes, both uh, from the local scene here in the Maritimes. Uh, first of all, let's bring on, uh, so Jeremy Carmen Henry, he's a guy who's been in the MMA scene for a long time, uh, over a decade here in the Maritimes, uh, started in 2007. Uh, he's competed a hell of a lot in the cage, uh, a great pro record uh, through the years, he's competed uh, lots locally, but he's competed also on the West Coast as well. He spent some time out there on the West Coast with uh, Tim Blanchard and the Alabanca crew. And uh, now he's back home here and uh, with his great uh, training partner, his brother, um, Justin Bourgeois. So uh, let's bring him on from Cumberland MMA, Mr. Jeremy Henry. How are you? Welcome. How's things? Welcome. Pretty good, man. Good, man. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yes, yes. Cool. So uh, without further ado, we'll we'll get into our second guest. We'll bring you on together. Uh, Sebastian O'Malley, folks, he's a purple belt at uh, Halifax BJJ. Does a lot of kickboxing classes or, or has in the past uh, taught kickboxing as well. But uh, purple belt, like I said, at Halifax BJJ, and he's been super hungry to get in a local event. It's been a while that he's uh, he's got uh, to compete, and uh, I think he's picked a good one. So uh, let's bring it in here, Mr. Sebastian O'Malley. How are you, sir? Good. How's it going? Awesome, man. Thanks for joining us, boys. Again, I uh, appreciate you guys both taking your time and uh, joining us tonight. Let's get right into it. Jeremy, we'll start with you. Uh, how's training been so far? Good, man. Good. C considering the circumstances, right? Just um, yeah, making the best out of it, getting there when I can, and uh, just doing the small things, right? Like we all got to uh... – can you hear me? I'm kind of cut out there. Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Okay. Sorry. Um, yeah, like uh, just staying busy, right? Um, getting this, doing the small little things out, a little 1% each day, um, <clears throat> I find will go a long way, whether it's doing some running, whether it's getting out, uh, getting some push ups, go to the Y, just, you know, doing every little bit. Yeah. Each yeah. day. Every time you skip something, you know, it's, I always think of that too, you know, like, and I'm not certainly no, not a, a great competitor by any means but every single time i compete or even when i go through a hard roll or whatever i'm like you know i shouldn't have, i shouldn't have skipped that or i shouldn't have ate that or, or whatever right and it's, it's very true how about you sebastian yeah i feel like thankfully uh <clears throat> right behind well right in front of my house i guess is the stairs these long set of stairs that go up to needham hill and and i i've been doing i've been doing really well sprinting up and down those but uh, you were talking about the the wrinkles that you get that you've noticed. I noticed the gray hairs here. So yeah. I, uh, I I feel like I, I feel just as good as I did when I was 20, but I noticed that my recovery time is, yeah. uh, is a little bit longer. So I just, a lot of injury prevention. So cardio is good. 
you know, strength is good, all that stuff. For me, it's just injury prevention. A lot of that injury prevention is, mm-hmm. you know, whether I'm doing stretching or good warm-ups or anything like that, that's what the name of the game is for me. Yeah, it's train, train smarter, not harder, they say. Hey, exactly. It's, it's, yeah. it's been really good. Training's been going really, really well. I've got a good team of people, you know, behind me, and, and I, feel, I feel like they've been pushing me as hard as I need to be pushed, so it's been really, it's been really good, motivating. Nice. Well, it's it's like, you know, it's like you say motivating, especially in a goddamn time like this, you know, like it's it's a risky thing that's going on. But I think it's an important thing for everybody. You know, Nick uh, and, you know, Rogue did uh, they did their event and then Nick at Guillotine, they did a great event. And so mm-hmm. if we can bang off three good events in, in one year here in the Maritimes and cap it off, I think that says a lot. You know, what do you think, Jeremy? You competed in one. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Which which one? Which event? Sorry. Uh, Nick's guillotine. Guillotine. Yes. No, that was that was awesome. Like like to keep active man. to keep on the mat. So I'm grateful for that. And same situation here. Keep active. Keep keep working. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's important for mental health. And, you know, like I kind of want to get into that, like with you guys, like why? Why did you guys get into this sport in the first place? You know, a lot, a lot of people, you know, it's a cliche thing. I watch UFC or whatever it happens to be. And maybe that is for you. That's how it is for me, obviously. But uh, what's it been like for you, uh, Jeremy? Um, it's I've been active my whole life. Basically, I played a lot of sports, like growing up with three older brothers. Um, the parents had us in every sport possible. And uh, basically, as far as like combat sports going, Justin kind of got the ball rolling for that. My older brothers got the got the ball rolling for that. For me, um, I just followed their footsteps. Watched uh, I watched Justin take his first professional fight at King of the Cage at the Halifax Forum many many moons ago. Yeah, yeah. and uh, um, uh, that right then and there, actually watching him watching him walk out with all the smoke, and uh, there was a lot of people there, and. Uh, I made the decision there. I think it was 2007, um, and I made that basically was training a little bit with him there, and then I decided that I was going to go ahead and do it, and I ended up fighting, taking my first fight that year for uh, Absolute Fight in Canada. Jason McKay was the promoter. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Where was that? Was that in Trenton? That was in Pinto. That was in Trenton, I yeah. So. Yeah, I thought so. I was there, actually. Yeah. I got pulled over by the cops on the way home. Never forget it. Yeah, I believe it was a busy spot there. A lot of people yeah. there. Got the breathalyzer. Was young and stupid. They said, "How many beers do you have?" I said, two. They said, "Okay, get out." I said, "Oh, I guess I learned my lesson that time." But it, you know, I just blew fine. But stupid, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah there was Considering... a lot of people around that event. Yeah, there was. Yeah, good old Jason McKay. Good guy. Put on some. Good yes, sir. Yes, today. great guy. P- paved the way for a lot of people as well. A lot, here. a lot of people around here paved the way. You know, like that's the thing. That's it's an incredibly deep scene. What about you, Sebastian? Had what's what? How did you get into it? Why? You know what? What's uh, uh, I guess actually, <clears throat> I mean, I sort of got into it. I was I was bullied pretty badly in uh, in like junior high school, and uh, not so much in high school, but in in, in junior high school, and uh, and I guess. It sort of motivated me to to get a little bit into martial arts, but then I moved to Japan, and when I lived in Japan, um, martial arts is sort of part of their curriculum in school, mm-hmm. and that was fascinating for me. That was I, that really blew my mind. It was sort of, you know, whether you do judo or whether you do karate or whatever it is that you do, you have to do something. Um, and that cool. was I had a lot of respect for that. So I started doing Kyokushin karate, which is um, uh, their sort of 
I guess they're they're Muay Thai. Um, and it's full contact karate. You know, you don't wear gloves. You don't wear shin pads or anything like that. It was a, it was a, it was a very cool experience. I got my brown belt in that one. And I went to a jujitsu class while I was over the last year that I was there. Yeah. And I got tossed around. I didn't know what was going on. I, I fell in love with it. I said, this is amazing. Uh, so I, I transitioned from Kyokushin over to Muay Thai to kickboxing and I did that for a long time, and I kept dabbling in in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. But ultimately, that's sort of the the direction that I went. But you know, I, I guess there's a sort of <clears throat> the seed of of the reason why I compete is to never. I mean, I sort of I don't know to never feel like I'm. I guess never feel like I'm pushed around like that. But what it also teaches yeah. you is it also teaches you, I guess, to be not just humble, but it also teaches you to respect you know, the people around you and the, you know, the environment that you're in. I mean, you don't, you know, ego tends to sort of go out the window pretty quickly in a fight gym. So it's like, it's, that's, mm -hmm. I really like the environment and I, I love, I love the people that you sort of, you know, sort of like band of brothers, you sort of go through the blood, sweat and tears with the person that's next to you. That's willing to do the same thing, go yeah. through the same thing you're going through. And that's, that's why I fell in love with it. And that's why I'm still doing it now. So. Very cool. Very well said. It's what do you think about that, Jeremy? Like for you, has have things changed over time? Like you've been around, you've seen so many things, you've seen the scene change a lot, you've been part of different scenes in Canada. You know, what what has changed for you, you know, you know, being still at the level you are here, uh, you know, competing high level, you know, on the east coast or whether it's a west coast. Anything different for you or um take anything yeah, I guess. differently or yeah, absolutely, for sure. Like a lot has a lot has changed um, for me, for sure. It's, my career is basically like uh, it's been up and down, really, and then yeah. uh, lately it's just down. But um, I'm I'm still going at it, man. And 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 there's there's still people that you know give give you hope, like uh, big time, yeah. A lot of competitors sure. out there that uh, you know that have have been in my shoes and have come out of it so like uh but i just keep going at it yeah and i've 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 learned um over the years to like uh to expand your training to your partners i find to get better like um i was out west and um i excelled in many different ways just from training with some different guys mm -hmm. and whatnot different scenery and uh things like that yeah interesting you know it's that's that's very well said it's uh it, it's such an interesting thing martial arts it can bring such a crazy thing with the world that we're going through right now and like that's what one thing my goal or john's goal too you know and it's if you can get the martial fucking martial arts to the people get the martial arts to the people those regular people you know like that you know i can't do that yeah you can you can get out there like if i can be a black belt in jujitsu you can be a black belt in jujitsu man just show up over and over again, get your ass kicked. Trust me. <laughs> I was talking. I, I had a, I had an interesting yeah. conversation with uh, with my mother about a couple of years ago, and she said, "You know, why do you? Why? Because you know, my parents aren't <laughs> super into what I do, and yeah. they they said, you know, why do you get in there? Why do you, you know, why do you do Muay Thai? Why do you do Jiu Jitsu if you're there's a risk of injury and stuff like that?" And I said, "Well, I mean, putting aside the stereotypical, well, you know, it teaches you, you know, how to defend yourself. It teaches you this and that." putting that aside for a moment without getting too too philosophical one of the things i really like about it is that if for me really it's the only time in my day where i can't think about 
anything outside of what I'm doing at that moment. You know, like when I, when someone's trying to choke you out or someone's trying to, you know, hit you in the face, you're the only thing you can think about is be at that moment present. Bills don't matter. You know, work stress doesn't matter. All that stuff sort of gets left on the outside. And that's sort of like a good mental shower. So when you leave the gym, I always feel like a hundred percent, you know, a feels, mental feels shower. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, that's a good analogy. That's probably one of the best <laughs> analogies I've ever heard in my life. A mental shower. That like it's <laughs> kind of like when we go to the gym every night, we basically get a mental shower. Exactly. That's exactly. <laughs> exactly it. Like Jesus, that's a man. I'm using that. I'm stealing that. Copyright. <laughs> copyright that trademark. Yeah. That's going on a T-shirt. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> what do you think of this whole COVID? Uh, you know, uh, like I guess we'll. I know. I don't know how to get around this. I would say start with you, Sebastian, but I know where you're going to go with it because like going back uh, early when COVID kind of started and all the bullshit rules came out and stuff, like how, how are you feeling now? Like, do you feel that uh, like with the, we're, I think we've done a pretty good job. Do you still feel the same way? Do you still feel they overreacted? Because all, a lot of these tickets and stuff, not to get off at martial arts and stuff, just but real quick, because yeah. a lot of these tickets and stuff got reversed, like, like 75% of them got reversed. Yeah. Well, I, I guess, I mean, for Throw me... right off there. Totally threw you a no, loop here. But. No, no I, I, I guess for me, one of the things that... I mean, one of the things that was really difficult for me when the, you know, the sort of lockdown started happening, and I remember when, you know, I, I was training at uh, at Halifax BJJ full-time, and I, I was loving it, and that was my sort of... That was my my therapy, and it felt fantastic, and I loved training. I was training for, okay, what are... What, competitions are coming up what can i do and then when they shut everything down when they when lockdown happened i remember sort of thinking in my head okay i'm gonna have to start you know i can't train anymore so i <laughs> i started rolling with my dog a tiny bit i have a, a, <laughs> a medium-sized dog but you know she she didn't she didn't like that too much so, no. you know, i'm gonna take so i started going on long hikes i tried getting into wood carving i tried i mean i tried everything that i could think of but really nothing was able to replace that thing that i really really needed and that's how i realized that that that, that was something that i that i really loved and i knew there was something in me that knew okay you know all these people were getting fines they were getting you know i thought it was pretty ridiculous that they were you know that they were they were shutting down you know point pleasant park and and mm -hmm. places like that but they were leaving all of these other stores open i thought well you know everything's going to blow over in, in in the end i think it's gonna you know tickets will be reversed stuff like that but i think that really at the end of the day one of the reasons why nova scotia is so safe right now is because we really sort of stuck to this game plan mm -hmm. and i feel really badly every time i'm sitting here and i'm rolling in a in at the new location halifax bgj and we've got you know 30 people in there rolling on the mats and i hear that marcelo garcia's gym is still not open yeah. i feel like feel so yeah. lucky that we're able to to do that you know very true what about you jeremy you're obviously back here you know you spent a lot of time out west probably tons of buddies out yeah and i think they're back i don't know what alberta's like i think they're training though uh most gyms i think are are back up and at it i was actually working in ontario just before um the, oh, okay. the pandemic the pandemic struck i come home i was flying in and out and i flew home it was March, just a few days before they uh, officially announced the pandemic. So it was March 13th, somewhere around there. And um, I was doing the fly in and out. So when I had to like 
was used to going in and flying in and out and had a good routine going on. So then yeah. when was, everything was shut down and especially making decent coin there. So like it, it, it sidetracked stopped. a lot of things, sidetracked mm-hmm. a lot of things. And yeah. like, as far as the, uh, I mean, if we're, we're doing great here in Atlantic Canada. I'm proud to be here and grateful to be here. So to be keeping these shows going like this, which is great. Yeah. But, um, the mask, I, I find asking us to wear a mask uh, five months into a pandemic is a little silly for my, mm-hmm. but personally, my opinion. But yeah. I mean, if it's, uh, it, it is doing the trick, it's keeping us all safe. We're, uh, well, who we're knows? In the Atlantic that's, bubble, but that's, I'm no epidemiologist. A fella <laughs> said, like, it's, it's kind of like asking uh, uh, for a condom at a baby shower. it's a little late it's a little late that's right yeah it's man that's the thing like oh jesus we're we're doing like when it comes to this event like we're going you know above and beyond when it comes we just we have to you know just like the world we live in now and I don't think the world we live in today will but it was not the same as it was in february and i don't think the world in February 2021 will be the same as it is today. I think yeah. this world we're in now is going to be constantly changing. Like I really do. And maybe this vaccine's going to come, maybe it will, maybe it won't. I don't know. I don't follow the news enough to actually. But let's get on to more positive. Me either. Um, so yeah. the cage, Jeremy, you're another guy who's had a ton of experience in the cage. Uh, this isn't a regular jiu-jitsu tournament, grappling match, you know. This is this is inside a cage. So, you know, this is something that you can really utilize and use to your advantage. What, like, have you thought about that? I'm sure you have. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, um, I've always done wall work, whether it's against a wall work or a cage. So that's that's very important, like, in an MMA fight. And, yeah, it makes it more interesting that this is just grappling and no striking. So now that you can just focus on such as a, a, a takedown against the cage rather than have to worry about elbows, punches, and knees. Uh, it's it's going to be true. interesting. Yeah, that's true. You don't have to worry about, you know, when you're actually shooting, like digging for that double, someone driving that elbow into the side of your temple over and over again, you know, or that's true. What about you, Sebastian? I'm sure you've been doing lots of wall work. I know I did a little work. Yeah, one day. <laughs> absolutely. And one of the things, I guess, one of the big things that I, uh, that's interesting for me that I like is that there, you can work that mid range, you know, like when you're talking about MMA, either they're either far away, you got to keep them in close because you're watching out for, you know, strikes, but mm. since there are no strikes, you can work that mid range. You can work, which is, uh, which is, and I've been doing a lot of wall work and I, I enjoy it. I like working off the wall. So it's, it's something that I, I think it's fun. It's fun all around. I like any yeah. any position as long as as long as I'm moving. I like it. <laughs> I enjoy it. Right. So positivity, man. It's I know that's your big on there as well, Jeremy. You know, both of you guys are, are fathers. Um, you're both dads. What? That's one thing I always like to ask people. And you know, what? We'll start with you, Jeremy. You know, obviously it, it makes a huge impact in your life. But did did martial arts help you in that regard too? Like, does it? Like, does it help you be a better father? Is there any relationship? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. What you're, what you're trying to say, it sets you right on the right path, right? Like, the, uh, being a father and being a martial artist, it, it, it kind of comes together, and it just makes you a better person all around. I find. Yeah. Like, as just as I was taking my uh, uh, my first professional fight and getting into mixed martial arts, um, 
my first was my first oldest was born around 2007 so it was there was a lot going on but it uh it kept me focused and it, it made me realize like why i'm in it and what i'm doing it for right so that that's exactly it you know like here i'm 40 i have no children and uh knock on wood uh there's none <laughs> in the future but uh <laughs> uh right chelsea um, but yeah, so, you know, for, I, I don't understand it because I, like, I can't, you know, I'm not a father, but I, I think everybody that I, I see that go like becomes a father, like I, I see this change in them. Right. And they just the little things, you know, and it's, it's must be an incredible feeling to be able to like beat your, you are that you're the person that they're, they're looking to, you know, for guidance, for everything. It's a cool feeling to be able to raise somebody in a, what about you, Sebastian? I was going to say a, f a funny analogy that I have that comes to mind was talking about this. That I've never thought of before. another one. I, I remember when my, yeah, another, I, I remember I when, one right in town. when, when my, when my uh, son was born, I remember before my son was born, I, uh, I had kids when I was pretty young. Well, I mean, not super young, but uh, somewhat young. And I, I, I remember when, uh, when I when I was, uh, when I was 25. And so uh, I wasn't, I didn't, wasn't planning on being a father. And when I, when just before my son was born, I started, you know, panicking a lot. I thought, oh, my God, what if I do a bad job? I don't know how to be a father. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure what I, nobody's given me a manual along with it. And then as soon as they hand you your son or you hold your son for the first time or your daughter, or your, your child, it's almost like there's a little light switch that goes on in the back of your head. And, you're, and it's almost like you just sort of instinctually know what to start doing. And I feel like that's a good analogy for whether you're talking about mixed martial arts or whether you're talking about, you know, jujitsu or whether you're talking, anytime you compete leading up to it, there are always these, you know, positive thoughts, negative thoughts, doubts. Am I ready? Am I not ready? Did I do this right? Did I not do this right? And then once you're in there, it's like a little light switch comes on and goes, all right, it's go time. You know, and that's, that's a, that's sort of a, that's the way that I, the uh, way that the parallels that I see between being a father, like fatherhood and parenthood and, and martial arts. I sort of see them in the, in the same light. One prepares me for the other and vice versa. Cool. Yeah, Very exactly. Cool. Yeah. 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 It's like yeah. a natural instinct. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's it. And that, it's funny because I, I speak uh, to like, I'm actually starting to work now with like a, a sports psychologist because I compete so terribly. And I'm actually like, I, I'm not scared to talk about it. You know, it's a person I talk to because I'm not the most positive person and certainly not the most positive person to myself. I'm really hard on myself and say a lot of negative shit to myself. So when I go to compete, I'm already lost. Like I've already lost. When I go to compete, it's like that guy's already, he's going to, I'm looking at his picture for like two weeks, even though it's a guy I've known for 10 years. He's going to like judo when I, he's going to, he's going to fucking kill me. Judo's going to kill me. man. like, why am I competing? Like, like why? And then you go out there and you lose. Right. So it's like, it's that psychology, man, that you, you got to work on. And, and it's like, you, you guys both said that switch. You know that you both have, you know, and that's so important. I'm, I'm so pumped for Saturday. What, uh, what's probably the most thing that you're looking forward to? You know, uh, like uh, for me, uh, you know, as a, as a promoter of it with John, of course, it's for us. It's about like obviously good matches, putting on a great event. But man, there's nothing better than seeing the community of people. It's all obviously a small community this time, but everyone kind of together in the same spot. There's some kind of feeling about it. It's going to be great. What yeah, I was, that's, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, honestly, the the thing I'm looking forward to the most is just walking in those doors for the first time and just seeing everybody there. That's going to be, it's going to be a blast. It's going to be fun. 
Yeah. 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 Me as well. For sure. And uh, I mean, I, I, it's awesome. That it's in the cage. I, I, I miss the cage. Yeah. I, it's going to, I miss competing. It says I live for competing. So any challenge is, a, is, is, is I'm up for it. Right. That's it. Somebody That's... says you, somebody says you can't open the pickle jar. Then I'm the first one to grab it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's what I love. I admire so much about you guys who compete in these events for us because Without you guys and girls, you know, it certainly is impossible. That's just period. This is the way it works. But um, like, again, because I struggle with that. So I'm always uh, pretty impressed when I can sit there cage side and watch people kind of give it their all. And I love it even more at the end of that match when they're so respectful to one another and they're out back talking and like, hey, man, good match or whatever. Fuck, that makes that that's that's what makes the whole thing for us. But uh any predictions for you guys this weekend uh, on Khabib and uh, Gaethje? You guys follow Khabib. That Khabib. <laughs> or Habib? I have to yes. that we, we, we got to go with Khabib. Like, <laughs> it, yeah. you know, I, 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 I don't want to because I just think that you always kind of basically got to go with Khabib. He's just going to – he's probably he going to grind him out. It, it's going to wrestle him and maul him. Mind you, uh, I think it's going to be uh, Khabib's toughest fight. It's not going to be no walk in the park for him, but I, I think he will pull it off. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be a tough fight for him, but I do think Khabib pulls it off. I actually think Khabib's going to retire undefeated, but that's just my opinion. Dude. Yeah, you could be right. So many scary guys in the UFC. Like, it's just – and women, too. But, like, you look look, look at that Kazmat – I don't know what his last name is. Kazmat – Shizmat or something. Yeah, Like, just – and I don't know if – I think he's – I think he – like, because not too often is the UFC wrong on, like, these stars that they bring up. Like, they were wrong, super wrong on Sage Northcutt, super yeah. wrong on Paige Van Zant. But other than that, like, they've really done a pretty good job of bringing up a lot of, like, really good talent. But I could be wrong. We'll see. We'll see. Like Sugar Sean O'Malley, he he was a kid that I think really lost a lot of hype in his last fight because of just what he pulled yeah. there. Like I think a lot of anybody who's like a, a a fighter is like, fuck, nah, man, come on, what? Yeah. You can't like. You I know. used to like Sugar Sean. Like I, I still like him. I respect him. He's he's class act. He's a hell of a fighter. Mm-hmm. And after his last loss, I find he he didn't accept it that well. I don't know if you guys noticed, like things he was. He was, it was not humble. Re- reacting to, no, he just kept, yeah. Act, he uh, acted. He said that I don't know what he said. He's like, I should have, I could have knocked him out, or, or something. yeah, something like that. Like just, yeah, yeah, take your, take your loss and grow from it. I think most. Yeah, yeah that's it, man. I mean, that's... some people, I guess, some people can't actually. Some people grow better from wins rather than losses, and vice versa, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true true enough, you know. You said you're going to go down to Featherweight moving forward? For, uh, 145. Yeah. I would like to. Yeah, smart. We, uh, I think, I don't know this for sure, but I'm guessing probably for the entire 2021, we'll have to do events with maritime athletes only, I would think. I don't know. I could be totally wrong, but uh, we'll see. But I think there's going to be a lot of, you know, we're, we're still planning four events, man, four MMA events for 2021. So that's awesome. I was super pumped when for the uh, when the event that was supposed to happen, the MMA event. And I remember talking to you and saying, man, I can't wait to get in there. I can't wait to, you know, do that. And so when that 
when that got put off, I was super disappointed, but I got so pumped when you guys announced this uh, grappling event that was coming up. So it's, it's cool. Either way, it's cool. As long as we get to That's go in there. Well, it's like Jeremy said, right? Like you'll walk in and you're going to see like the cage and it's going to be lit up just like with the, at the fights we were at. Like it's going to be all done exactly. It's going to be really well done. And we've actually. The atmosphere, the, right? We love that atmosphere. Competitor's atmosphere, man. It'll be like yeah. five of us cage side. So hopefully, I was. I always tell the story about last fight and I talked to Corey Littler about it a couple of times. He was in a rear naked choke with Ryan Potter. I've never sat cage side at an MMA event before in my life. And here I'm sitting at this one, and I happen to know Corey, who's fighting for me, and I'm sitting cage side, and he's getting choked by Potter, and he rolls, he rolls like right to the cage, and he's like looking at the cage, and I'm looking right at him, and we connect eyes, and I'm just like, just <laughs> like instantly turned away. I didn't know what to do. Like it just caught me right off guard. Like as this guy yeah, I trained with, and tense. Potter I know well too, right? And but I was so proud of him because he 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 got out of it. You know, mm-hmm. where like most people would have quit. He got out of it and I was really proud of him. It was cool to see, man. So, yeah, it's com- competitive uh, mindset is, is a beautiful thing, you know, that can take you a lot of places, not just in sports, but certainly in life. You know, if you can balance it and control it in a, in a healthy way, man, being competitive is a, is a powerful thing. Like you said earlier, Jeremy, um, if you guys had, if there was like a zombie, a couple uh, like coming in the next two days, to Nova Scotia, and you had to pick two people <laughs> to go to battle with you. Sebastian, who would you pick? Oh, man, that's a tough one. No uh, answer, maybe? I don't know. So you can uh-huh. pick uh, – what are our options? Just two people or Just two people. two animals of sorts. Okay. Two. Uh there's a buddy of mine I've known for years and years and years named Joel, who's uh, I'd, I'd, I'd take him and uh, oh, that's a, that's a good one. Joel and I don't know. Oh, that's <laughs> a tough one. <laughs> good thing there's no real zombies, I guess. Yeah. I'm going to take a lot of hate for that. People definitely think there are zombies. Maybe, maybe we're already zombies going to work. I don't know. I take I take my buddy Joel and I take my father. Yeah, there you have it, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Your father's gonna be pissed at that, by the way. <laughs> what? Um, what? I don't want to go. I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll take two two of the biggest mother efforts I can think of, which be I'll take I'll take the Rock. Oh, that's a good one. And, and I'll take Brock Lesnar. Ooh, that's good. There you go. That's that's really good. We could choose people we don't know. I thought they had to be people we knew. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) Yeah, alive or dead. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's true. I probably should have. Terms and conditions are. (laughs) Yeah, that way they can get a good a good feed on those big bastards. Oh, they'll just grab them one one by one and start throwing them. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that at our club in Picto sometimes. Back in the day, I don't know if uh, because like I'm up here, but I don't know, like I don't get down there as much. But Picto, a lot of big guys trained down there. Like some, like when the jail first opened there, and Jimmy Hall came there with Matt Rehill and uh, all these like guys. Some guys are like six five and like, but all really wonderful people and great, 
like they would never kill you you know what i mean like they would go i always say that like because some people like some people muscle it and i think you can control people to a point but some people if they're like six five for me i'm five ten 180 pounds like if someone's six five and 260 pounds fuck it's awful hard to control somebody who knows what they're doing mm -hmm. i don't know anyway okay. boys uh final question for you um from february until now uh, has anything changed for you in a, in a focus when it's when it comes to not just martial arts but life? You know, is there anything that you view as more important that COVID has changed for you that you value more? Um, you know, or maybe you don't know. I don't know. For me, it would be just to appreciate the small things, man. Like being able to go for a drive. <laughs> the, the Tim's or something when when you couldn't with the pandemic and whatnot like keeping your families and friends close and you know uh, healthy keeping keeping clean sanitized because you know it's 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 really no joke if you're not healthy but I think yeah. if you're healthy then you're okay but yeah just appreciate the small things man like well said well said. That's it, man. Like that normal, a little bit of normalcy, you know, like you said, when the things you never, it's the old saying, you know, you don't know what you got till it's gone. And, yeah. yeah. Very well said, man. Sebastian. I think for me, two things have come up, which is that, um, you know, thinking about like Jeremy was saying, thinking, you know, people that you love and care about and, you know, people in your community and stuff like that, making sure that they're healthy and, and happy and I think being mindful of community more more so than before and thinking about you know whether you're talking about people who are at risk or people who uh who need help more than others and stuff like that De definitely that's one of the things that's made me that I've realized and another thing I have to say is that it's made me appreciate Nova Scotia a whole lot more and I mean I mean the actual um you know the the geography of this of this province because because I couldn't do jiu-jitsu because we can't travel because you sort of ended up, you know, you end up having to make many vacations here, going here, exploring waterfalls here, going wherever you can to, to sort of, to, to rediscover the place that, I mean, I always loved Nova Scotia and I always loved being here. I always said, I always said, Oh yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's great. But yeah, I really yeah. appreciate how beautiful it is until it was like, well, now you can't do jujitsu. Now you can't do more. Now you can't do this. Now you can't do that. Now you can't do this. It's like, well, what is left to do? Well, I'm going to have to just go on day trips deep in the woods and find, you know, little campsites or going out to, you know, little trails and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And then sort of reignited my love with this province, I have to say. Awesome. That's very true, man. It's uh, we, we are, we live in such a beautiful place. Anybody, and it's funny, you know, the people who listen to this podcast, people will be shocked. We're followed like every single month. There's people in like 10 to 20 different countries from all over the world who listen to this podcast. I have no idea who you are, but thank you for whoever you are and uh, for listening and hope you're enjoying, but it's cool because that's the kind of stuff that, you know, at the end of the day, you know, like we do live in a beautiful place. We're so fortunate to live here and, Mm -hmm. uh, I definitely cherish, it, and that's good to hear. You guys should, uh, you guys should hang out in the future. I know you guys, uh, you're both, uh, you like to hunt, and uh, kind of get out in the woods. And Justin too. I know your brother is big into that kind of stuff. So Justin actually, yeah, not, we spoke about that before, possibly uh, trying to get a couple of those hunting guys, like fighter guys, uh, on the podcast. And 
And I'd like to actually get out hunting sometime with Justin. So maybe we can. Anytime, anytime man. Deer hunting and pheasant hunting. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't I'm all shoot about it. it. I'll go with you. I'll go shoot it. And <laughs> See, uh, I'm kind of in the same boat as you, Kat. I, I, I'm, uh, I, I'll eat it. I'll go. Yeah. I'll go with you, but I, I, I don't really. Uh, you guys fish and stuff, I'll get. I'll get the pheasant, and we'll eat it. We'll barbecue it back up at one of your places. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. No, I never held a gun in my life, to be honest. So, like any, we'll, like we'll maybe change, a little, yeah, we'll change that sometime, Derek. We'll go to the range or something. Man, I'm like Hella Gracie used to say, "I don't need a weapon. I am a weapon." Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. He, he wore. Like remember her. that? He, he went into jail and he wore a T-shirt. One time in like a documentary, and it, was, and it was like, I am the we I don't need a weapon on the front. And it was like, I am the weapon on the back. Meanwhile, the motherfuckers outside all the jail cells and they're all inside jail. Like, but yeah, it's, it's kind of true in a way. But all right, boys. Well, uh, you know, we'll see you Saturday. Uh, be safe. Again, I want to thank you very much for all the training, hard work, promotion, everything that you've been doing and uh, what you've done for the community uh, the last 13 years, Jeremy. And of course, uh, yourself, Sebastian. Keep it up. Keep being positive people. And uh, thanks for all you do, boys. We'll see you Saturday. Thank you very much. Thank you, Kat. Okay, boys. Lots well, of love. Yeah. There you have it, folks. Episode 128, sponsored by our friends at Beat It Sport Canada. Check it out at B-E-E-I... No. That's wrong. I'm dyslexic a little bit. Don't tell anyone. B-E-E-T-I-T Canada.ca. Use the code FLA10 to save 10%. Over 400 milligrams of nitrates in every single shot. Actually really delicious. Uh, and it works really well. Uh, take it about 90 to 60 minutes before you train. And uh, it gives you that little extra kick. And uh, it's kind of like a BCAA, you know, halfway through training and without taking it. And uh, kind of gives you that extra little boost, which which I love. So uh, anyway, folks, just a couple days. Tomorrow's Wednesday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's three or four days left until the event. So make sure you get over there and pre-order now at fightleagueatlantic.com. Lots of apparel coming up we also have some uh some t-shirts we're working on um right here beside me we'll we'll show them here but we got a few new styles of t-shirts coming out in the next week and uh yeah again everybody pre-order in the pay-per-view you get in uh for a pair of fight league atlantic shorts a fight league atlantic t-shirt a fight league atlantic pair of gloves and some more swag from our sponsors all right folks be kind to one another out there super important at this time thanks to all the healthcare workers and everybody on the front lines be good to one another. Stay COVID free. Wash your goddamn hands. Goodbye.